0: Hey, everybody. Jen here. This is part two of our episode 10, where we dive deep into personal hygiene and other uh, salient topics that you might enjoy. So thanks for sticking with us and enjoy part two of May We Geek Again, episode 10. So we're back talking about the hundred and hooker, hooker, hooker bass, whore bass. What, what do you call them? Whore's bath.
1: Whore's bath. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All you need is a, a, a handy wipe and, and get your nibbly bits and armpits with that. And you're good to go. I mean, Unless no, me. no, no, no. You are not good to
1: go. You have convinced <laughs> yourself that you are good to go. But <laughs> you have, you have about a four hour window. <laughs> you have deluded yourself into saying that you're clean, but you're not. Oh my god! <laughs> what are your thoughts on personal hygiene, Shaheen? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move on.
2: Um, I, let's
0: talk. Eric, oh, <clears throat> let's talk about hygiene. You
2: no, know, let's move more. on.
0: <laughs> All right, let's talk. I about don't even have a arcs. segue. I don't. I don't have a segue either from hooker bath to. To character arcs. Uh, I mean, speaking to, of bass. actually, yeah, no. How do we not
1: have a segue from <laughs> personal hygiene to Clark? Like that is the shortest line that has ever been written. <laughs> Jesus oh Christ! God.
0: Clark. All right, go for it, Joe. Because I don't think I can. Well,
1: okay, so we're not saving it. All right, so okay. all right, let's no, okay. no, no,
0: no, let's save it. Let's save it. Let's save okay. it. Let's
1: save it. Uh, we'll save okay. it for the the
0: uh, <clears throat> well, actually, your interesting tidbits or whatever but let's talk about character arcs right now uh, okay so um all right so one of the character arcs I really uh, like is Kane becoming sexy beardy rebel leader Kane um slash dad Kane um I love everything about Kane uh, I think I've made that perfectly clear like my love really? for. For him. Yeah. I'm you haven't been able to tell?
1: Huh. Um, Must be yeah. by gay blinders. You know, I just, I can't see Must that hetero shit.
0: Yeah. Like, do you not find him attractive? Me? Even if, you, well, I can find women attractive. Do you no, not no. find men attractive? No. No. He's
1: like, I don't, no. Like, I mean, I can, I can see why other people might, but like, he looks, he is dad cane to me and not sexy beardy cane to me, if that makes sense.
0: Okay, so you see him as a as a father figure. Do you find? Uh, yeah. Uh, name a man you find attractive.
1: Um, God, put me on the spot. Okay, fun fun story. Fun story. This is actually this is actually someone <laughs> that that girlfriend finds attractive. So this was a few years ago, and uh, we're sitting back when back when True Blood was watchable, and uh, and we were both we had it on the TV or whatever, and I was kind of like dicking around on the internet, and and girlfriend goes. Oh my god, why are you so pretty? And like I wasn't really paying attention. I was like, no, oh, no, stop. Like, whatever. And she was like, I was actually talking about Asgars. Um, Alexander Skarsgard. Uh so that's someone, apparently.
0: Um I asked who you found attractive, not who M found attractive.
1: Oh god. I I would have to look. Like, it's it's been a minute since I've like thought about that you've like put me on the spot I'll have you I'll have an well, answer for so, you so so here's something I would Did you
2: take your chip to-
1: okay on on if we're if we're talking about people on the hundred that would actually be like the easiest one or whatever okay yeah um I think Bellamy is very pretty I think uh Murphy is like super pretty In that like weird like you just kind of want to just look at him kind of way.
0: Yeah, there's something funky Um, about his face, but he's.
1: still But I think I think that maybe because of my my more homosexual leanings, I don't really go for like the furry rugged dudes. That's unfortunate. uh, Clearly, clearly, um,
0: I feel like bears were made just for me, and it just and by just
1: for you, you mean other gay bears. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: why is it? So, why? Why? Why do the gay men get the fuzzy, burly guys, big, muscular guys? You just need why? to hang out at like
1: NASCAR more.
0: See, that's the thing. I don't want to like. I don't want to have to dumb it down for straight for straight burly guys. Mm.
1: It just it's just really sexy Sexy burly burly men of the internet who are heterosexual and well educated, come on down.
0: And and are geeks, and you know, of of a a a good age. I'm not gonna. Sorry, guys, if you're 20 in your 20s, I I just wouldn't feel right. Um, Late 30s, I would not. Um, I it just it weirds me out. Um, I don't want to be. Uh, I don't
1: uh, no. You're you're nobody's (laughs) Um, mother. Speaking of again, if people really want to check out the Abby Bellamy fictions. Oh my God! Stop, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so back to Kane being sexy and beardy. I
0: love his. I love his character progression. That he he becomes the the voice of morality that that kind of has to guide Bellamy. Uh, you know whether or not it takes up in Bellamy, or whether or not Clark's more of an influence over Bellamy. I I, I don't know by the end of the the season. I think they both kind of uh <clears throat> have that you know that running voice in in Bellamy's head that that gets him to kind of realize that he's done some pretty awful things. Wait, did you notice this-
1: the parallel conversation though? Um, with, you know, how Bellamy's is uh, who we are and who we need to be. Um, and the conversation between Kane, Miller and Harper, um, where uh, Harper is like, we should just shock Lash pike. And, and Kane says that would be murder, not to mention treason. And that's not who we are. Again, we get that gets back to our discussion. That's not who we are. And then uh, Miller says, um, maybe that's who we need to be.
0: Ah um, no,
1: you know I did I didn't I did
0: not catch that.
1: You know why? Because um, you didn't rewatch that episode. Just, I'm I'm sorry. I I I just, uh, I, just I, I enjoyed that I very guys, obvious little parallel of like, oh we're back to that theme. Just and ev- and eventually they do shock, Kane yeah, shock it. Yeah, eventually it is Kane who does it.
0: Um, but you also see that Kane is unable to run over Bellamy at, at the end of God damn of it! Like what
1: if what yeah, if yeah? What had? is
2: that about? I was wondering like if his. Willing to hand Pike over?
0: I think. I think to me that's obvious that he that Kane does actually view Bellamy as a bit of a son, um, a surrogate son to him.
2: Since when um, did that start?
0: <laughs> what?
2: Since when is that the case? Because that wasn't true in season one.
0: But again, there's three months um, that we haven't seen uh, between uh, the end of season two and the beginning of season three. A lot of a lot of stuff happens very quickly on this show. And I assume that they kind of form a little bit of a bond at Arcadia. Um, and I, I really dig Kane as being like kind of the father figure, but he's also like the guy who leads the revolution against Pike, even though it it ends up, um, uh, I, I guess net failure, unfortunately for, for Lincoln and for his little cadre of, of rebellious kids. Um, you know he doesn't he doesn't overthrow pike and he doesn't save his people by handing pike over um until pike actually puts himself in a very bad bad position of it's of his own doing in the next uh the next batch of episodes so i re- i really i love his evolution i oh my god uh, that kiss you know guys i'm not i'm not like a super shipper um that's not what this podcast is about <coughs> I'm not gonna gush for three hours about how much I love Cabbie, but oh my god. This 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 relationship, more than any other relationship on the show, feels earned um, due to the shared history between the two. I mean, going from shock lashing Cabby uh, or Abby at the beginning of of season two, and then being, you know, trapped underground with her and spending that moment kind of talking about. You know, we kind of reap what we sow when it comes to the kids and, and what they're doing. To this... Oh, uh, uh, my God.
1: Did you, did you get I'll a little weepy? Moment. I love Cabby. I love, like, so... So you I, just want to watch old people have sex on this show is what you're telling me. Jesus Christ!
0: They're like... <laughs> <laughs> old people! <laughs> what are you talking about? They're probably... Like, I uh, like... oh, uh, How old is Ian? I think he's probably in his 40s. I think Abby's... Or, uh, Page is in her fifties, but God damn, that woman never fucking ages. She's glorious. Um, so fuck you. I'm <laughs> I'm in my forties. To me, it's not old people, but I, I just love this relationship. In the in the history of media mm-hmm. and shipper wars, mm-hmm. there aren't many ships that everybody can get on and not. Um, you know, and not go into shipper wars over. And Cabby, I think, is one of
1: them. But um, who else are they, like, who would there be a shipper war about? Like, everyone's like, well, uh, yeah, the two old people are going to ho- hook up. Like, who else would it be? Bell Abbey, ba- Babby, or whatever the fuck
0: Bull- oh, Bullhark uh, and Abby is called. Because, what? like, just just pick random mail and put her with Abby because that's how we do. Um, I, no, I like, like Fitzsimmons, the only other ship I can think of, where uh, everyone is
1: accepting. What are your feelings on on Cabby, uh Shaheen? You don't Shaheen's think like about God. It. Can we move on?
2: <laughs> I don't mind them, but uh, yeah.
1: But you also do not care.
2: Um. Yeah, I guess. Like, do not. you
1: do you not think, <laughs> like? I've noticed that you really don't have much investment in sort of the i mean i'll say it like the romantic uh interpersonal relationships on this show is there like is it because that feels trite to you or that like that isn't an important development in a show is it like past shows that have made too much of a big deal about it that has sort of soured you on like these sort like this sort of stuff like i'm i'm, mm. I'm curious <laughs>
2: um
1: because, like, you know, sex and relationships is, you know, very fucking human. And so mm-hmm. the absence of it would be weird on a show. Um, what it yeah,
2: was. I guess I, I never learned how to um, advocate one <laughs> versus the other. I just don't know how, what that <laughs> means. Advocate
0: one what versus?
2: Like, I, I care about when they have sex and when they get together or their romantic relationship with each other. But I don't. I don't, don't advocate. You, I don't know. Okay. I,
0: I, so you, you don't understand shipping wars, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I really don't or understand Or I don't it fantasize either.
2: about it. I guess that maybe that's what I, it comes down to. Like, I don't fantasize about yeah. it. I appreciate it when I watch it, but then that's it, you know?
0: Well, so shipper wars, I think, comes out, comes out of people who do fantasize about it and yeah. heavily invest uh, a good portion of their their like of something or their fandom of something based on uh, uh, romantic relationships, which I think personally, I think that's the wrong way to watch a show um, because there's more to life than than romance and sex. Uh, but that's my personal take on it. I, I like... Look I, at I you, like
1: grown adult above it all. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs>
0: well, no, I mean, I guess I take more of Shaheen's stance on this is that I, I like the overall package. I, I I acknowledge that romance and sex is an important part of the human <laughs> existence, but I don't like... I m- Like, my Twitter handle isn't like uh, cuts it forever or bell Ark is life. Like, right. Like that's like so fucking
1: committal. Jesus.
0: Like, (laughs) I I don't understand that mindset. I don't understand like how you like form an identity around ships. Like, I'm like, I got bigger things to fucking worry about, like paying my mortgage and feeding my dog and making sure I, I treat people in my life with some modicum of respect. Not a lot. Some modicum. You're you're very busy. Yeah. It just, I, I, I guess, once you reach a certain age, there's only so much energy you can expend out in the world. And um if you if you spend a lot of your time in uh, rela- uh, dealing with toxicity, which is these these ship rewards are like 99% toxicity. It's 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 ridiculous. Uh <clears throat> you just reach a certain age where you are like that's bullshit. How did I like not realize that in my twenties and thirties? Like that's fucking bullshit. I should spend my energy doing something a little bit more positive and more uh, something that benefits my myself and my my interior life more than worrying about who who's who rubs their naughty bits up on each other. Although I will say, I mm-hmm. want Cabbie and and or Abby and Kane to rub their naughty bits all over each other. Please, Hundred, don't fuck this up. One guys, of them is are so you, like, gonna die. Like, so you got like you guys. I don't think this show does romance very well. I don't really? think it does relationships very well. Huh. Um, I mean, Lincoln and Octavia were sort of there, but I was never really invested in that
1: relationship. No, it was a little um, weird because he was old as fuck and she was like sixteen.
0: Yeah, like, like uh, weird. It's, it's a little kind of it's kind of yeah, kind of squicky. I think. um Clark and Alexa, I was really invested in that relationship, more so because of the power dynamic. And, and what I mean by that is like two equal people who have the same um, responsibilities and suffer kind of the same <clears throat> same weight of the world on their shoulders. Like getting together, like that to me is an ideal situation. It's I don't like power dynamics. Yeah, I don't like power dynamics where like one person is the the alpha and the other is the beta. I think that that's kind of bullshit. Um, and it reflects too much of our, our masculine, feminine, uh, heterosexual power dynamics, which I think we need to like fucking burn to the ground because it, it, it no longer reflects who we are as individuals anymore. Um, it just reflects a societal, uh, bias, but that's just me. Um, but I, uh, I want them to get cabby,
1: right? (laughs) I, I don't know if they will. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the problem with Cabby, right? You love Kane. The moment someone sleeps with a griffin, it doesn't, it's not, <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> like, choose one. You get Cabby for a minute, or you get Kane to live. That is your choice. Joe. why do you have to do this to me? I, talk to the fucking writers. I don't know. <laughs> this is Sophie's choice. It
0: really Joe, is. Joe, Sophie's choice. Alright, let's let's move on. Joe, what are some of your character arcs in evolution?
1: Um I think I don't know. I I guess I guess we'll go with we'll go with um either Murphy kind of figuring everything out, because I really do like Murphy, or Clark as uh one um, like and her sort of in a weird way embracing being the commander of death when she says that Emerson is going to live. And she's like, you're going to live, you know, may you live until, you know, at the end of whatever, may you live forever. Um, may you live forever. May you live forever. Mic drop. And yet oh. when she wants the one life that she wants to be able to control, the one life, the one death she wants to be able to have power over, she has none. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that sort of like juxtaposition. Um, otherwise, I mean, we, we can talk about the Bellamy arc, but like, Fuck.
0: Yeah, what do you guys do? You guys think that like they're going to do anything with the the um, the concept of of Juan heda next season? Do you think it's, it's just going to be like a season three Throw thing, away, like, and the they're city just going
1: to?
0: Yeah, I mean, are, are they just going to drop it? Because I think it wasn't ne- it wasn't always fully explored what it, what it meant to the grounders. Like, does she have any cachet with the grounders now with Alexa dead and there are no commander whatsoever? Like. Do, do they, like, respect her at all? Do they fear her? Or is it just like, eh, one had a, that was a season three thing. Let's season. move on to to other things. It's like grieving. The thing is, though, guys, they never drop anything, right? They always kind of, like, uh, unless you're weird Yeah, weak.
2: it kind of always <laughs> comes back. But it's, the, it's a question of in what capacity is it going to come back? I kind of suspect that it's going to be sidelined.
0: You do. I, that's unfortunate because I think it's an important concept, um, and it's it's an integral part of who Clark is. Um, uh-huh. Because she's, I she's personally spent-
2: don't like that Clark is just piling up t- titles and stuff. Um, but-
0: I, on the other hand, have no problem with it, and I know I yeah. know people. I know a lot of people have. Problems with the special, unique snowflake character trope, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, I guess when um, homeboy uh, Atreides became Mawadib, they don't have any fucking issue with uh, 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 a white male becoming uh, super powerful. But when it's a woman, never mind. Um, I'm making a reference to Dune, guys. Mawadib. Mm-hmm. Frank Herbert's masterpiece. No, I didn't no. I'm aware You've of it. You've never read Dune? No. You've never seen Dune? No. Nope. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> have you used Call it? yourself a nerd. No. Call yourself call a nerd. I never call myself a nerd.
2: Um, are you talking about the video game? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Doom?
0: <laughs> no, Doom, the sci-fi
1: masterpiece by Frank Herbert. Like oh, like a oh Sam my- Dune. Oh no. Oh my God. I have played Doom though. D o o m. As you um, were yeah. talking about Shaheen. Listeners,
0: yeah. listeners, I apologize for my co-host. They know not of what they speak. Oh, I wish we could just I wish she could just stop this now and I make you guys watch the like the 1980s movie. And then we come with, back. Uh, Kyle Kyle McLaughlin. Is it Kyle McLaughlin? Is that his name? Dude from Twin Peaks. I'm bad with names. Uh
1: my God. What, so what about you, Shaheen character arcs? <laughs> I'm. I'm not dealing with this dude crap. <laughs> I'm just. Kidding. They don't do what No.
2: Um. So this might be a good time for me to say the, the thing that I wanted to say about um. Lexa's death. Okay. Um. I uh regarding the the idea that she was killed by a stray bullet. I think that um, I mean some people have a problem with that uh, because um, they say that she should have died a hero. Well, I don't necessarily demand that because, you know, that's also kind of cliche. So, Um, but even if you think about it in those terms, like she had, she didn't have a meaningless death because the bullet, even though, you know, in this particular moment it was a stray bullet this was a direct consequence of what she had been fighting for the whole time she died because she was trying to get past blood must have blood Uh, that's what put this whole chain of reactions into motion that led to her death Um, and it was in the hands of the of her own mentor who she was disobeying whose teachings she was disobeying. Um, so this was very, actually, a very classic, tragic death. It wasn't some, you know, um, random, meaningless death
1: but, uh, at all. But so here's my question then. Like, you said she disobeyed her mentor. hmm But... <sighs> can you disobey someone who doesn't technically have power over you? Like she is Hedda. Like he should fall in line.
2: Yeah. So they have a very interesting relationship because he is supposed to be her mentor. So he's supposed to be the the guide, the moral guide uh, or something. (laughs) And, um, you know, but but she she is the one who ultimately calls the shots. So it's an interesting setup.
1: The um, one thing that he was like, this is gonna happen, and he's the one that ended up doing it, presumably you know, obviously yeah, by I accident, mean, but
2: <laughs> Right, so you know he was consumed by the thought of trying to save Lexa. He was doing this to save Lexa. And that's what led to Lexa's death. And he was trying to save Lexa from what? He was trying to save her from her pacifism. Um. And and what he did uh, eventually led to her death.
1: And not even pacifism. So. Like what he did. Fucked everything. Because you know Lexa would not have taken the chip. Like, and then when Titus <laughs> slits his own throat, like, later on, you're like, you don't even have to, like, sit and feel bad that you, like, killed Lexa. Like, you... Eh. That's a whole separate issue with Titus. But, like, you know, the, he... He tried to fix a situation and just made it so much worse. That's what everybody in this season does, though. I mean, like,
0: everybody with quote unquote good intentions, whether or not you consider them good or not, fucks everything up. Bellamy, Pike, Kane, you know, the whole Kane and Abbey. Oh well let's have a let's have a, a an election. That didn't work out well. Um uh, uh, Clark letting Emerson go—that didn't work out. Like nothing ha- good happens this season. Like every single action has a negative consequence. That's actually like. Sorry, go ahead. I, I feel like this is the season of all. Like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Like that's what the 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 message of the season is. No one's ever going to be happy. Every every decision you make is going to end up um, costing somebody their lives or have really horrible consequences. Like, just don't do anything. Just sit there and look pretty because nothing you do is going to end up good.
2: That's <laughs> well, just- this is actually, uh, and you know, this is a theme that has that's always been um, present in this show, and because it, it's closely related to the theme of leadership. Because um, when you look at a, a person like Pike, and when Cain says, Cain um, says to him, "You've become a dictator." You, you realize that um, that's um, that's something that happens in the real world too. When people, um, I mean, the, these all these people in the world, all these leaders that um, we think are. Horrible people, and they're responsible for the deaths of a lot of people. Um, they, when they took over, they were rebels. They were people who meant well. You know, they either freed their country from uh, colonialism or they were, you know, someone like um, Mao. He, he, I don't think, like, he wanted all those people to starve. He thought he was trying, he was doing something good. Um, But somehow when they have to deal with these decisions over and over again, um, they kind of drift to a point where they don't realize how far they've gone.
0: Uh
2: Um, Because every decision that they make kind of takes them one step further. um, And they, they don't realize how far they're, they're gone now. Um, so, you know, this, this whole idea of the road, what was the saying again?
0: The the road to hell is
2: paved. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. So that, that's something that inevitably comes up when you talk about leadership. I mean, when you think about, you know, like, um,
0: we People we can, but you can debate like the goodness of some good intentions like i don't think that pike killing 300 grounders was a a well-intentioned thing i think it i think it was an an evil act inherently because it was there was no provocation in his action um you know so there there's a degree of of good um usually good intentions does not mean doing something that is that is morally uh, reprehensible like that. Um, Do you think
2: it's worse than uh, letting the bomb drop on Tan DC?
0: Um, I think yes, yes, because um, it, it was. I, I think it was worse because you're you're killing innocents for no reason. Um, I, I know what Pike's reasoning well, was. I know what Bellamy's Tan reasoning DC was. Too. But no, I mean To C. The the whole crux of that decision was that if 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 they they evacuated Tandy C., Bellamy would have been found out. Bellamy would have died. Their well, we talked plan- about how
2: those that reasoning how flawed that reasoning is.
0: Yeah, but again, within the within the context of the show, if you're just looking at the context of the show and um, uh, the reasoning that they use, then then yeah, killing 300 grounders uh, just cause. Um, Just because they it, might not, attack, yeah, they they might attack. So I think you know you, you, there has to be there has to be provocation. There has to be a good reason to murder people in their sleep. <laughs> um, and I don't know if there ever is a good reason to murder people in their sleep. I mean, maybe we could have a you know a, a thought exercise of of that type of ask thing, the but. fucking Trojans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Um, so I mean. Uh, uh, Cause uh, let's see. So I think that, um, like what you're talking about, um, Shaheen, as far as leadership and the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Um, because I'm such a, a, uh, you know, such a smart and uh well-read person. Mm. <laughs> like, um, I, I'm, I made like, uh, I actually made a literary parallel between what was going on in Akeldama and uh William Butler Yeats' uh very famous poem The Second Coming. Um and I think like I think it's very apt as far as um as far as like how things kind of get out of people's control. Uh like one one of the things is um one of the line or one of the lines is um the, the blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and, every, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Um, and I think that, like the, like, the best lack all conviction, while the worst um, are full of passionate intensity. Like, to me, that's Bellamy and Pike, like Bellamy's lost. He's he's looking for something to latch on to and he's latched onto the wrong thing. So, he's lost his conviction um and Pike is full of his his you know, his passionate intensity. Um and you see, it. I mean when he comes back from uh killing all those people in his little, you know, this is our land now, his little uh rousing uh speech in Arcadia, it's like um you know, in in times where people are pushed to their to their limits, and, and in times of war, um, the who you are can become really upended and skewed. And I think like, it, I think maybe it it could happen worse to leaders. And I think like the pressure of leadership can drive people to make some really horrible decisions. Um, you know, and like. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, nothing good happens in Hekeldema or this this whole season. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the 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 thing about the thing about uh, the second coming um, that is great, and it par- it, it kind of parallels Hekeldema, the way the way things go down. Like the end of the poem ends with, and rough and what rough beast! Its hour come around at last, slouches towards Bethlehem to be born. That's that's Allie. <laughs> that's like that's fucking Allie. That she's the rough beast who's kind of lying in wait to prey upon the the people of Arcadia. I'm like, I'm brilliant. This poem, it parallels what's going on in Hell Kitchen. So let me write about it. I'm so fucking brilliant. Um, but yes, I just want to to make mention of that. If if folks haven't read the poem, it's it's a short poem. Um, it's fucking great. Um, and yeah, Ali is the second coming. Not a good one, though. No. not a good one. Um, but so I, I love uh, it. speaking I like
2: that. of um, of you were saying that um, this act is just a horrible act, right? And you know, there's mm-hmm. no. Um, it, it seems to me that a lot of what Pike decides to do, uh, the the way that it's shot and the music and the and the dramatic. Uh, tension that they build uh, makes it look like this horrible thing but other leaders are making the same kinds of decisions it seems Um, it's just that you know or maybe it's the difference of like what characters we spend time with or you know like um, you know when for example he decides to execute someone I mean Kane used to execute people left and right and I I know the situations were different all uh, but that. The, no, but, but
0: I mean, you have to take provocation and reasoning into into uh, into consideration. Otherwise, you're just drawing a parallel between horrible act and horrible act with no context.
2: Well, I mean, the contexts are kind of similar. It's just like I there is limited resources and there is the, the, the there is serious threat of survival, and I need to hold things tight. So you can't just be running around breaking laws, um, you know. That's the mentality. It's like I, I'm the I'm was elected the chancellor, and so if you go around stealing stuff, you know that's that was the mentality in the arc, right? Like we don't have enough resources for you to be stealing stuff or um, killing people, or you know, um, yeah. you, you do that kind of thing, we would just float you out um, because we already have enough. Problem. Right. So, I mean, it's the same kind of mentality. It's just, you know. uh, So, yeah, I mean, my question is not to say that they're equivalent, but I'm just saying like the way that like it's shot, it it really augments that is like um, makes it look like a fundamentally different kind of act. But I think the difference is like we just feel like this character doesn't didn't deserve it. No,
0: I think it is fundamentally different. I mean, there's there's no good reason to kill 300 people. There there was no provocation. It was uh, it is was it, a it proactive. Than, well, yeah, I mean, I mean you're kill- you're mass murdering what the 300 people. Are doing? Be- I mean, you're mass murdering 300 people. You're putting your your very small colony of people at risk because a larger force can starve you out, like. Pike is the worst strategist in the world when it comes to this whole thing. Throw away his his hate on for uh, grounders. I mean, that's
1: another thing. Well, he uh, obviously, he didn't c- think to check the ammunitions until like well after he had kicked yeah, the hornet's nest. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, he oh, actually, we're kind idiot. of fucked. And you're yeah. like, dude, hey, you should have looked into yeah, that. No. Maybe, yeah. I mean, idiot. he's the worst. He's
0: the worst strategist in the world. Uh, he doesn't like have the the, the foresight. massacre
2: was obviously a response to the um, Mount Weather explosion, right? Do you think those two acts are, you, do you think one is worse than the other?
0: Uh, Pike is not able to differentiate between one clan of Grounder and another clan of Grounder. Okay. It's uh,
2: like saying all Mexicans uh, are racist. Grounders distinguish between Farm Station and uh, Meco Station and Alpha but Station? But all of them
1: would call themselves Sky Crew. Yeah, All of the they,
2: Grounders call themselves Sky Grounders too.
0: No, there's there's Tree Crew, there's Asgheta, there's the uh, Glowing Forest Clan, there's so Float Crew. So first of all,
2: all of them agreed with blowing up Mount Weather, right? Um, oh, the Grounders. All of the yes, all of the ambassadors of uh, the eleven clans, with the exception yeah, of Yeah, because I, I don't, they I, don't ag- think, they agreed, I don't think they agreed. They were in on it. They were all gathered. They were waiting to hear the news that Mount Weather was blown up.
0: Oh, um, I don't know if they were, I don't know if they were complicit with it. I, th- that's never made, that's I never mean, they were, apparent. They
2: were shown with Naya waiting for Echo to come back and give them the, the answer. Uh, obviously they were in on it because the, the next day they had this plan to uh, vote against Lexa. There,
0: there's, there's no, obvi- no, there's, there's no way of knowing if they're in on it. Um, or if they just go with where they think the wind is blowing, as far as the power is concerned.
2: Well, in any case, they consented to it. They they agreed to it.
0: That uh... no, there's uh, again the timing of it is not is not apparent. So so uh, as Geta blows up Mount Weather, and and maybe there's there's maybe uh, somebody within the the other clans is like, you know what, I think. I think Asgeta has a good point here. We might want to think about switching sides. Well, the other like one said, are before, agreeable.
2: they were all waiting to hear if the plan went through or not when Echo came back. So they were all gathered with Lex, with Naya and uh, Emerson waiting in the woods somewhere. No, they uh, were
0: all pre- they were all present when uh when Bellamy and Pike and Octavia burst into the throne room, so they knew what happened. They they all knew what went down.
2: Actually, well, the next and then scene the war. That-
0: so and then the war council was uh, called, and I would imagine all of the ambassadors would be in the war council, um, because that's why Clark was in the war council. Um, and then after that was the the pledge of fealty, and then the scene where you have the ambassadors with Naya. So there's no. There's really no apparent complicity in that act. So they might okay, have just even
2: if what you're saying is true, it, they fell behind this person. They all supported this person who did that act, right? So yeah. they so they basically said, "Yeah, good job blowing up 49 innocent people," um, and they don't distinguish between this is this station, this is that station, or. Who did, they their immediate responses are going to wipe you out. So, um, f- you know, the the Pike people are saying we behave towards you the same way you behave towards us, um, and you might but- say that's not that's not obviously that's not the most that's not the high ground to take. Um,
0: but nobody in Arcadia knows the events in uh in Polis. So they have no idea that um, uh, Naya has challenged Lexa. They have no idea that Naya is dead. Like from the end of um, the end of episode three, where uh, Kane, Abby, Bellamy, and others leave to go back to Arcadia to prepare um, for Asgeda, uh, you know, a possible confrontation with Asgeta, they have no clue what goes on in Polis, the the political maneuvering that Naya tries and the death of Naya. So they, they have no visibility into that um, and have no idea what, you know, what's gone on. I mean that that's made apparent in Hekeldema when Clark's like, "Well, we brought Naya's body back. Uh, you guys kind of fucked up the prey that we were going to have and the the little little
1: feast." Where's my ticker tape? Well, I mean,
2: if you okay, so let's <laughs> where's think my, about where's that. My trophy? What they're saying is, right? So what they what Lexa and Clark are saying is, look, 49 people died for no reason, we killed this one person in re- in return, uh, and now you know you should let it go. Um, so, you know that's what they're asking, and so it's that's not really that different from when when they massacre the army, and then Lexa says, "Okay, we let that go." Hey, you know, that's what they were asking. So, right? so
1: question, okay, and this actually like jumps ahead to my like. Well, actually, why, why didn't she just put in the blockade after the 300 grounders were killed? Like, why not just, yeah, that makes the most sense. Like, why would you be like, okay, one more time, you know, like if that was going to happen, like it just, it felt unnecessary. Like they were just trying to stretch out this storyline in a different way. And I was just like, no, you put the, the blockade in place then because that makes sense like why would you like I think the, because then I,
2: I thought that she was thinking that this act when they massacred this army this was in response to the uh, attack on Mount Weather um, and now that you know that's not going to continue anymore we shouldn't respond there was just like a, a time lag in, in like information they didn't know that Ice Nation is not hostile anymore, so
0: it didn't. It now, didn't matter because Pike was in control. It to, Pike would have killed anybody. Yeah, like it just if um, they
1: had put in the blockade, then it. it just it. I mean, that, it was a little. What
2: was weird was that Pike's message was, "We want this is our lamp now." And and the question is, okay, so what is this? What do you mean by this? How far? How, what's the radius? And then in that in that little room when they were talking he says 15 kilometers. So I don't know if that's been communicated to Indra or not, but presumably when they say, this is our land now, they have to say like, how much do we mean? Um, so if they told them we mean like something roughly like a 15 kilometer radius and they, the grounders w- didn't realize that, okay, there's a village there, so we got a problem, that, that's weird. You know, so I, yeah, I there's something.
0: Uh, uh, Shaheen, I think you make the mistake that that uh, uh, that wasn't a negotiation from Pike. That was a declaration. He yeah,
2: wasn't going to communicate to the grounders. Has to be clear, like how much land are we talking about? When as we much say, as, this as he is our land?
1: As much as, as he exactly.
2: Well, I mean, he's not saying that, that like the entire earth is ours, now. Like he's saying, you have to say like because obviously there are people living in other places. He's not saying we're just gonna like clear out everybody. He's he he wants like if enough land to have a sustainable Arcadia. I mean it's a separate issue of farm him
1: asking and being like water, hey Lexa, yeah, I need farmland. I, look,
0: I, I don't I don't think Pike knows his his ass from a hole in the ground <laughs> at this point when it comes to talking strategically or politically. The dude has one thing in mind and that's using force to get what he wants. Now what he wants is arable land. Um and if he has to run over a bunch of grounders to get to it, he doesn't care. Um so, you know, to me I think For example, Pike, the his, sorry. Yeah, I think Pike's um Pike's idea of what he, his people want and need could change um like a fart in a windstorm because the, the dude just you know, I think
2: but he laid out his plan. He said, our our goal is to have um, access to arable land and water uh, and defensible terrain. And so, and then he said it's 15 kilometers. I mean...
0: And what what? Uh, what if he wants more? What if the land right. that he what wants to... What if there's a population
1: to, uh, boom and, uh, you know...
2: Well, I mean, that, yeah. But at this point, that's his plan. And, and yeah. so the thing is, like, <laughs> with that village... Um, this is one thing that Mike Beach said in an interview that, um, but a lot of the stuff that they cut, um, that kind of made Pike's character even less digestible. Um, one of them was that about the village, he, apparently there was a line in the dialogue where he says that we don't want to kill them what we want to relocate them. Um, and I mean, Hannah kind of hints at this, but apparently, this was edited out. And there was another scene where this—he says, uh, "Uh, Mike Beach said that he um, kneels at Kane in that scene where he's, um, um, sentencing him to death, and talks to him. And he said that they shot that several times, um, but they—and uh, one of them was he like he got." very emotional, but they cut all of those out. Apparently like, it seems like they want it to make
1: him super one dimensional.
2: Yeah. Like as unlikable as possible, but uh, there are still hints that, you know, he listens to what people say. I mean, especially next, next, next episode, we're going to see, um, you know, when uh, Bellamy talks him out of uh, executing the prisoners, um, that you know he he is also kind of struggling with finding this line, but he's obviously too far gone for most of us. Um, I don't think that he's just this this bloodthirsty guy who just wants to kill everybody. Um,
0: no, he just wants to kill the grounders, and he wants well, to not show even power.
2: That I mean, he had a chance to kill the grounders in in prison but he agreed not to because he thought they just saw an open door and they ran through it or something I, like what well, said.
0: I I think killing prisoners is like a shade farther than than anyone would want to go um I mean I think that's like in the Geneva conventions or something you just don't kill prisoners of of, of war people who you have jailed because um, that's just uh, I mean, that's especially egregious. They're already confined. You don't need to, to murder them. Um, so let's, let's move on from this conversation. Um, let's see. Uh, I think we need to start, um, uh, talking about favorite scenes. Um, my, I think one of my favorite scenes in the whole, uh, in the whole series is probably when raven takes the key good. um yeah the the, the the music was perfect the acting was perfect and then Allie showing up um in, in the end i mean bless her heart the 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 rough beast slouching towards bethlehem to be born but notably wearing six inch fuck
1: me heels in, in the mud. mud good god god like Lord. my, my ankles broke just watching that
0: um i that scene um is so poignant because uh, obviously we're very familiar with, with Raven's pain. Uh, that stems not only from the her paralyzed leg,
1: but also getting blown up and do we Mount Weather twice. Do we know how many times that Lindsay Morgan watched Forrest Gump like walking and then running and losing his braces like to get it down <laughs> like just right? <laughs> I, uh, I kind of figured that, that was that was
0: gonna happen. It's like, oh run for run, Raven run. Um but I, I just I don't know what it is about the uh, the music. Uh, it's a good song. Uh, the, thousand, the Thousand Eyes by, I think, what is it, uh, of Monsters and Man or yeah, something Monsters like that? Yeah, Monsters and Man, yeah. Um, uh, fantastic choice of music. Uh, it's just such a great scene. Uh, what are some of you guys' uh, scenes? Is
1: You can go for a Shaheen if you want.
2: Uh, okay. If, hey, if you don't want to, that's
1: fine, too.
2: Um okay so we talked about that I like uh, I like Jaha's return when he comes back to Arcadia um,
1: and they kill his grounder that, friend
2: that scene has so many layers um, I hands mean,
1: up don't shoot Right.
2: first of all Jesus. yeah there's the whole like how, how this person got shot and then he's like he was going for my gun and it's like nah no, not really he wasn't <laughs> um, grounders don't
1: touch guns So yeah, (laughs) that's Um, not
0: like anything happening in today's society at all. No, no, TV,
1: no, no. And
2: then, um, and then Jaws' response is very interesting, and and like it's it's, this is also so apt uh, when you think about what the message that Jaws brought, uh, because Jaws like his message is like we're stop fighting like you take this key and you stop fighting with each other for no reason and like this happens right like first uh, as he arrives the first thing that happens someone gets killed just because they're a grounder (laughs) um and you know and that's something that does happen by the way after they take the key they, they don't fight with each other anymore um but anyway so it's it's Really cool. And then Abby comes and she's, uh, the way she looks at Jaha is just, uh, she's just like completely confused and she doesn't know what to say. It's just great. And Jaha has this creepy smile.
1: (laughs) What is with his fucking goatee this season? Like I can't. That
2: that scene is awesome. That
1: little thing. I don't even know if you can call that a goatee. It's just like this little it's like a soul patch, patch like run amok. Here's the thing, though: two out of two goatee sporters on this show, bad dudes. Goatee is <laughs> not the one. Not it's it's the darkest timeline. Uh wait. And then Abby's like, goatee?
2: "I'm sorry," and he's Pike.
1: Like, Don't be. Oh, Pike. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Um. All right. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I guess like one obvious choice for a favorite scene would be the Clark and Bellamy scene, but you know, I'm gonna be the gay. I'm going to say the, I guess, pre-sex scene, I guess, in 307. Basically, like, the one with the amazing lighting and, like, uh, Eliza and (laughs) ADC, like, just selling the shit out of it. Um, That was, I, you know, it was a good scene. It was a good scene. They talked. They both lied to each other. They wanted to believe that lie. And, uh, yeah, I I thought it was good. But,
0: uh... I'm surprised, like, um... (laughs) what with uh with uh lexus line of that's why you're you or whatever it was i'm surprised you didn't do finger guns like a
1: cheesy smile <laughs> pew, pew, that's why you're you <laughs> oh my god like yeah if lex had had a sense of humor yeah that's why you're you buddy champ punch her in the arm and go smell you later and then like walk out <laughs>
0: See you later,
1: hellgator. Oh God. That's a bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Not if I see you first. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a pretty good scene. Uh, I, ADC did a really good job um, of losing her shit. But I also
1: feel like people don't give Eliza Taylor like enough credit for. It, Cause I, I know that like ADC is just, she's like the queen of like micro expressions, but I feel like, um, you know, in that scene, like Clark kind of really like, Held her own, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it was, it was, it was a good scene. Um, but if we're talking about like dialogue scenes, like Clark and and Bellamy, uh, their confrontation, or Raven and Jasper mm-hmm. about the first kiss um, and the like, Raven trying, you know, starting to fight Allie's control. I think that those were like. I feel like all.
0: How did you, how did you guys read that scene? I which I. I the uh, the uh, Raven and Jasper scene. Mm-hmm. Originally, I read it as Jasper's asking these questions to suss out if um, the chip is making her forget things. And then I thought, well, maybe he's just asking questions to see if, what if it'll kind solve of his pain yeah, it'll take away. So I'm not certain if he's being super smart and, and um, cunning there or if he's just asking questions just to ask questions.
2: He, it seemed like he was clearly gearing, gearing towards memories, of, bad memories of dead people. So he had that experience with Johan not remembering Wells' name.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: uh, it seemed like... Because he started with... He just made this uh, comment about how grounders are outside. So that's kind of like when Finn died. And then he was like, remember that? So
0: yeah, remember that finger gun? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> um
2: so yeah, I think he was clearly trying to test the memory thing.
0: I, I wonder. And then if, and his question he, he, he said about. what his
2: question was, which is like, do you only remember the bad stuff or or do you also forget? Do you only forget the bad stuff or do you forget all of it?
0: Yeah, so um, I think I think he uh, I think in that moment, like when he got the answers from Raven, he might have realized that it wasn't worth it if he was going to forget Maya. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know, because um, you know, eventually he does take the chip um, because he yeah. realizes that nothing good ever happens on Earth. Sky Crew is the worst. The Grounders are the worst. Everything's bad. Um, why don't we eat some worms? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see some other scenes.
2: Can we appreciate the scene where the world ends?
0: It was good. Oh, that was fucking awesome. Yeah.
2: That was awesome.
0: Like, I got chills.
2: And that guy who, like, we never knew before, somehow we cared so much about him in that scene.
1: It was surprising because I usually sort of hate the trite uh you know oh let's bring in someone's kid to like give them emotional weight and like you know know, and then you're like no like he was talking to his little girl telling you know she was telling about his her bike ride and then the line goes dead i think that's what it was Is you mean the captain yeah the captain like and then the line just went dead you're like fuck pete like and they're watching everyone die yeah no that dude brought a lot of gravitas to that role who is he he's super familiar
0: uh yeah I, I i can't remember but you're right he is he like he is shows in a up lot in things, stuff but yeah and you know he nails it in in an emotional scene and throughout the rest of that episode uh you know where he's like becca no you can't do this um you know that that i really enjoyed Good job, i enjoyed everything up on the on polaris i thought it was awesome right, like, i would watch also love to reveal prequel.
1: on what? i would watch an entire prequel on polaris or not Polaris, but you know, yeah. on, on the space station. Like, like, like a, yeah. like if we got a fear the walking dead, of- or just
2: like a, a prequel that gets us to the point where we know how the ground society became what it is.
1: Yeah. Like instead, S- like
2: starting with, starting with they okay. call on earth.
1: Yeah. That, that would be, that would be interesting.
2: Um, I want to mention the scene with Nate and Brian arguing. Um
1: Really? Like yeah, from a I, from a like what what kind of? I, I'm curious because like I actually well never mind. I would like to hear your opinion.
2: You don't like that okay. scene? No, I ju- I just I mean first of all I like the couple. Um, uh,
0: you mean the gay couple with no chemistry? Yeah,
1: God damn it! They have no chemistry.
2: Uh huh. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm not good you at
1: don't, you do you don't see chemistry. chemistry.
2: Um, but. Uh, their their whole relationship and the and the rift between them is also like so classic like East Germany style, um, you know movie kind of thing. Um,
0: East German West German star crossed lovers is that what you are saying?
2: Uh, well, you know, in zero uh, East Germany <laughs> under the the so called democratic republic of Germany, um, the um, there was a lot of like the system was so tight the um, intelligence system um, was tracking people's behavior so closely that you had a lot of people like best friends turning each other in or uh, you know handing information about each other to the Stasi you had like brother turning brother in or father did you, did you ever
1: watch Man in the High Castle on Amazon no I think of all things, like, I feel like that is a show, like, know that it's a little slow and uneven, but I really think that you would enjoy it. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, the premise, have you heard about it? No. Oh, what is that so,
0: other show?
1: So the premise of it we is is, um, we're, we're kind of looking at the US in, I think the 40s and 50s, maybe? Um, but the idea is that the U.S. and the Allied forces lost World War II, and so mm-hmm. the U.S. is under oh, yeah, uh, German I, I and, and Japanese control. Um, um, and it's it's very similar to that of like you have this underground rebellion, and you have no idea who you can trust. You don't even tell your spouse that you're doing this shit. Like it's it's yeah. very much that idea. It's good. So it's are little- you talk so uh,
0: Shahina, you talking specifically about the Cold War, East and West Germany?
2: um it yeah been- well i mean this is east germany this is just inside east germany there is such a strong um authoritarian regime that you're not allowed yeah. to have any dissenting opinion uh even people who were um who identified as communist or marxist or socialist but they had a slightly different brand of it uh they would be you know harassed and they would be um disciplined mm-hmm. and um, yeah so there was there were a lot of people who who were um, arrested and they didn't know who turned them in and then afterwards when they um, when the regime you know finally collapsed and Germany was re- reunited uh, these documents were made uh, available to the public and a lot of these people found out when they looked at their files, that the person who turned them in was their their best friend, or um, their some the someone in their family. Or like yeah, or yeah. a neighbor that they trusted. There's so, actually a
0: um, there's actually a really good uh, recent TV show called Deutschland '83.
2: Uh-huh. Um,
0: I believe it was either on uh, international or independent film channel or Sundance or whatever um, that deals directly with with. Uh, East and West Germany and like an East German agent uh, crosses over into West Germany to provide intelligence back to East mm-hmm. Germany. Um, and specifically goes into how close, uh, how close we were to nuclear disaster mm-hmm. in, um, during that time, because they they thought, they thought we were going to launch nukes uh, on, on Russia and East Germany, and they were going to proactively launch them first uh but it's a really really good show really interesting show great great use of period music so um i, I encourage folks to to watch deutschland 83 um i th- think it's coming back for a second season i i don't i don't know there's too much tv to watch there's way too much tv <laughs> um i'm drowning in tv so let's get to uh like the interest interesting tidbits down Fleury shenanigans um I the thing I love how Pike quickly dismisses Jaha like this bitch be crazy like but Jaha was like he thinks she's crazy, crazy. <laughs>
2: yeah
0: um <laughs> Joe do yeah you want that's
2: to awesome think? and the analogy with religion continues in this because Pike is like oh this is some religious shit. You don't so. be knocking on
1: my door, Jehovah's Witness. He's
2: <laughs> like, all right, okay, yeah, go do whatever. It's fine. No
1: soliciting.
0: <laughs> Joe, do you want to get into your, uh, your uh,
1: hygiene issue? So here's the thing. So Jesus. people argue that they didn't have to kill Lexa, but I would argue that given the storyline, Lexa would have died anyway from like a fucking rampant UTI. Like, Clark's nails in the post-coital scene are so fucking dirty and crusted with dirt. Like, who? Okay, so this is the
0: not safe for work Jesus section. Jesus, section of the like, podcast.
1: Like, so there was a movie, a very formative movie. Speaking of the Wachowskis, uh, there's a movie Bound. If you excellent, it's actually a really good movie. Separate issue, but but you but you watch it. And if you ever listen to the audio commentary, they actually had a lesbian sex, um, like, person on set to, like, guide the scene and be like, this is correct, this is not, or, like, you know, like, you know, trying to give a, give a sense of authenticity in this. And at no point did anyone on the, on the cast or crew were like, hey, Clark, or hey, Eliza, <laughs> hey, hey, wardrobe, clean up her fucking hand just for this one goddamn scene, because... Every single gay that is watching this is like, why are Clark's nails so goddamn dirty? Like poor Lexa, like everyone, everyone. Well, Except you're making a, you don't notice it.
0: You're making assumptions that About? hands hands were involved.
1: I mean, okay, fair, I guess. Um I would say to that even if they weren't don't you want somebody's hands to not be caked in like god only knows what like during any kind of intimacy like whether or not I, it goes below the belt I, I think I think we can the griffin I mean, women is it like, just like a griffin thing because here's the thing if they had brought her to Dr. Abby she still would have died because Abby's hands are filthy like <laughs> <laughs> the Griffin women have an
0: issue. <laughs> I don't disagree with this. If they don't kill you with
1: bacteria, they kill you with love. I guess. I mean, I, yeah.
0: I mean, rampant rampant UTIs. It's just gonna burn when you pee. So you know. <laughs> what do you do? Um. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? I mean, I guess that's just life on Earth. You gotta. You gotta do, you, you get the <laughs> good with the bad, and it's mostly bad. It's mostly awful. In fact, it's all bad. Um. um yeah. Uh, I love, I love how I, I agree with your your. You say to put some motor oil on the knee brace, on yeah, Raven's knee brace, so just a little WD forty. Like she's a mechanic, wouldn't that drive her fucking nuts? Um. Yeah, you'd expect like you know she'd be a horrible person to sneak up on somebody because you'd hear her coming a mile away, just just squeaking along.
1: Maybe she's her own horror movie. Like you hear the squeak and the squeak and the squeak, and it was coming from inside the house the whole time. <laughs> I'm terrible at scary stories. Obviously, I, I, I skipped over. A you lot.
0: jump right to the. You jump right yeah. to the punchline. You know, I don't waste any time.
1: Yeah. Uh, what was? Um, what do you got, Shaheen?
2: Um. So here's a theory. Okay. Or I don't know what I don't know if it's a theory, but it's a possibility that I want to raise. So. We know that uh, everyone thought that the world ended because the countries started somehow like got into a fight and you know, there was some politics going on. And so they, there was a war. And then we're told that, no, that's not actually what happened. Ali uh, was the one who launched the nukes. Uh, But then when you uh, watch episode seven carefully, what happens is Ali, last thing we know is Ali hacked into Stratcom um, in Omaha, Nebraska. This is a military base in Omaha, Nebraska, where they also have some information about satellites um, and <clears throat> uh, nuclear launch codes. So, but then the first report is that 25... Uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles are launched from China. So how did Ali launch missiles from China by hacking into an American base in Omaha, in Omaha, Nebraska? So is it possible that there's the writers are still hiding something, um, Mm. that something else happened in between, um, Maybe the Chinese were were going to attack anyway, or or something. Um, no, I,
0: she I acted just, to multiple places. Like, yeah, or, that's that's my assumption. I don't think the writers are, are playing any sort of uh, okay. game of, of of I don't think they're engaging in any tomfoolery there. Um, I think she she used the internet's tech into into whatever she needed to to launch missiles to destroy the world. To make it to better. make life better. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think, See, but see, I think our well actually is are kind of, um, they're not very,
1: they're not very entertaining. Well, I'm no, no really wait, 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 I got one. I, I have a question. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, like, I mean, we talked about this, but I want to pose this to everyone else. And like, so we were, we were watching 308 and, uh, girlfriend pointed out, I would never notice such a thing that there was a fucking lit chandelier <laughs> in the mechanics bay in, in in the garage like you can see it in the background of like the scene where Kane after after Sinclair gets taken it's like ha- dead center uh, in the episode um yeah. wh- uh, like okay okay so it's they got they thing. got to it they got to it before Mount Weather exploded but when, like at what point were they like, don't go in there and take, and, you know, use medical equipment, but grab, hey, you know what, grab that, grab that chandelier. You <laughs> yeah, know? they,
0: well, they no, were I making we supply runs epi- to Mount Weather the whole time. The, in yeah, in episode one,
2: we saw they had, yeah, they got all that's, kinds of supplies.
0: Why? That's where that Gina got the from.
2: They got a piano. That's Maybe they the, just like, want pretty things. God damn wanting. it.
0: Joe, why can't we have pretty things? Why I also feel like practical? we actually
2: saw the chandelier in episode one.
0: Yeah, but wasn't it? Sure. Wasn't it in the scene where? Um, wasn't it in I the panel scene?
1: Was, I mean, that's fine, but yeah, that's what Why? I feel. Because it's pretty. I don't mm. know. That's also, where fine. was Abby <laughs> in three hundred eight? Where was she that entire goddamn episode? Uh, yeah. Uh, wait a minute.
2: She was playing hard to get.
1: Because mm. mm. she Maybe? kissed. <laughs> she the kissed entire, like the entire like coup plan uh with kane like how where was, she- was abby i mean i know that like scheduling and stuff like it was probably a contracts thing that like Paige wasn't in that episode because whatever because that's how contracts work with actors they are not in every episode but like it was really weird to have an entire arcadia episode and abby is not in it wait
0: a minute wait 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 a minute Wait. She wasn't in 308? No. When when did she kiss Kane? How did she not realize that, Jim? She kissed I Kane know. in 306? No, she kissed him on the cheek. When was the full-on mouth kiss?
1: Not 308. She was not in the episode at all. It must be, it must be 309 or 310. Whenever, whenever um, Lincoln gets shot. Lincoln gets
0: shot yeah. at the end of 308.
1: No. What the no. fuck? Uh, that's
2: uh, that's three oh nine.
0: Oh my god, I'm sorry, guys. I completely, I thought, all right, I'm a. Obviously, I probably should have rewatched three oh eight.
1: Um, but really, where was Abby in any of it?
0: Well, yeah that that was a, I think that was a that um, yeah, was a criticism throughout uh throughout the first half of the the, the season, where Abby's kind of go Out to lunch when the whole re- re- rebellion thing is going down. Um, I, I do think that you know, Kane did say he didn't want to involve her to put her in danger, but still, but still, um, yeah, she. Hey, I, I might it, get arrested
1: <clears throat> for treason. Love you. Like there, the whole
0: Arcadia storyline. There are a number of people who are never involved in in other st- major storylines that are going on. Like, right? where is Raven and separate- Jasper? Like, do Raven and Jasper care at all about what the fuck is happening with uh, Kane and Bellamy and all those people? I mean, like,
1: dude, it's super weird.
2: Well, Raven says like Raven here. says what she thinks. She's like, is, "How's that different from any other day around here?" <laughs>
1: yeah, but
0: still, I mean that it, the the the, the non intersection of some of the characters and the, the major storyline is really it, it's off putting because it's not like Arcadia is like. A huge a sprawling place.
1: metropolis. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I don't like understand. It's like hallways and like a couple of bunk beds,
0: and a piano, and a, chandelier and a piano. No. Apparently, yeah. <sighs> yeah so uh, that was that was a little, a little bit, um, a little bit weird. Um, <clears throat> so I think we can probably start wrapping up. Um, next episode, we're going to be covering episodes nine through twelve of season three. Um, what TV shows do we recommend?
1: Uh, well, I'll let you go first, Shaheen.
2: Uh, I got nothing.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Moving along. Um, we <laughs> started watching Supergirl. Uh okay. Which is... Not it's, great. It's, it's like a solid, like, B, B plus, but like, I love how fucking earnest and hard they are trying to be like, down your throat Feminist. Um, they, and very, they let up
0: on that a bit they let okay. up on that a bit
1: Cat I mean, Grant it, is a little in
0: your face in the early yeah. uh, part of the that season that said,
1: the fact that when we started we were like, holy shit, Allie McBeal love that she's in it and I love that they use completely different lighting on her than everyone else like she totally gets the Barbara Walters like blown <laughs> out soft lighting because God forbid Allie McBeal sorry, uh, Callista Flockhart but no really, she's always Ally McBeal um, you know, they like has, smooth her face and post Oh my god, or it's something. like I mean, it, it she's looks like, like that weird animatronic. Snapchat filter. Like <laughs> where like everything is just like just so all the contrast is gone and you're like, are you like she looks like um Galadriel in in Lord of the Rings. Like that kind of like ethereal quality. Um so we're watching that, we finished Mr. Robot. I need to rewatch all of Mr. Robot because I can never Okay, well, full disclosure, I'm not always sober when we watch it and there are a lot of details that happen and i can't ever tell if they're trying to confuse me by introducing something new or if it's something that i already knew and i just don't remember because i have no short-term memory
0: Um, i i I really feel like they were very masturbatory in season two like they got really really full of themselves and went deep on the whole conceit of who Mr. Robot is. And I lost a lot of interest in that Hmm. whole, that whole storyline. I was more, I was more interested in Darlene and the, the blonde chick that's actually in, uh, Evil Corp. Um, and actually I, I was in, in, Interested in the, the FBI story as well. I like but the, the FBI whole, lady. I like her. Yeah. But the whole Elliot storyline, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm kind of over this conceit now. I, I get it. Um, so I, I, I did not pay a lot of attention to season two of Mr. Robot. Oh. I still have to finish it.
1: Oh, the good place. <clears throat> i very, we very much enjoyed the good place.
0: Yeah. From the creators of, of park and rec. Yeah. Uh, I, I hey. told you on, on Skype chat, it hasn't landed with me fully yet. Um, but I think you know I'll <clears throat> I'll probably warm to it a little bit more. I mean, it's fucking Kristen um, Bell, like she's adorable. Yeah, um, you know uh, she's a likable she's a likable character uh, or a like a likable actress in in that role, which can be a bit of a, a problematic and thankless role if you're trying, you know. Uh, a, a bad person that's trying to break good. Yeah. Um, in, in regards to Supergirl, um, how far are you in, into this series?
1: God, I forgot what, how long network TV seasons are. I was like, Oh, Jesus Christ. They're like 20,000. 000... And I was like, Oh, you know, we were around like episode eight and I was like, Oh, this will probably be wrapping up soon. No, we're like no. halfway through. Cause there are like 20 episodes. Yeah. Um, so I think Broad, broadcast like TV two... aside from
0: CW has like 22 episodes. Uh, so Supergirl, Supergirl feels total, a lot like guffy to me. It feels it's in, not. It's not really great. It's not well written.
1: <clears throat> um, she's good. I like. I like the girl who plays Supergirl. Yeah. she like she does a good job with that character. Um, the other yeah, people Melissa, on the show are pretty likable.
0: Melissa Benoist is really good as uh, as Supergirl. I think she carries the show with her performance and her earnestness. But the the writing in general is not great. Um, what is great about it is, of course, her performance. And then there are some standout episodes, like okay. uh, the Red Kryptonite episode. I don't know if you've gotten to that one yet. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, it's great. And then the the Flash crossover episode is great because the two of them together are happy superheroes, and they generally enjoy being uh, super powered people. And it's mm-hmm. just their chemistry is really really great. And if they just did a, a Um, world's best or world's finest, um, show with those two, I'd be all, all up in that.
1: So my question is, or my hope is that when it moves to the CW, we'll get a little bit less of like the bland network TV aspect of the show and that it might get a little bit more peculiar or interesting in some way. I, Um, I
0: think, I think every superhero show always struggles with the big bad. Um, because they, they tend to be one dimensional. So I hope, I hope the CW does something a little bit more interesting with the big bad because, yeah. um, my God, the, the legends of tomorrow's big bad, uh, Vandal Savage was the worst acted and the worst written performance I've seen on TV in like the last 10 years. Like that, that performance tanked that show Did for me. Did not
1: watch it. Oh, this yeah. is the part where, where I irritate the shit out of you and tell you that it uh, the, the the reason that I was watching Supergirl was it showed up in my feed as like retweets and stuff from from Lane. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess I'll give this, oh. this a shot. Um, Lane, Lane. Yeah. Oh,
0: call me a bad guy, probably. Um, I so uh, fall TV is in full swing now. There's there's too so much, much TV. To it's too much. Watch. It's too much. So um. So with everything with everything out there, there's to watch. I spent my time watching Quantico on uh, Netflix. Um, Not really. Uh, It's 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 kind of brain dead, pretty crap, which is great for playing in the background. I, of course, will watch season two. Um, Everyone in that show is 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 half naked most of the time and very pretty. So it's I guess it's worth a watch in that respect. Um, The there's a show called This Is Us, I think, um, on NBC, um, that is the, the replacement for parenthood in the show that tries to get you to cry every single episode. Um, so congratulations with your emotional manipulation, This Is Us. I cried the first episode. Um, but there's a ton of shit that started this week. I will not be watching anything new on CBS, either the comedies or the dramas, because CBS can suck it. I don't watch anything on that, that channel except for Elementary, and football um, Wait, on
1: Amazon. Uh, I thought I thought Elementary was on NBC.
0: Nope, nope. It's on CBS. It's like really? the one good procedure, the one,
1: the one decent show that they have. Yes, wow, the I one the one
0: decent elementary. show that I that I'm deigned to watch. And then um, last night I binged one Mississippi on amazon.com and you know how like comedies nowadays are not like actually funny anymore they're more painful (laughs) and poignant um so one mississippi is in the mold of more meaningful than humorous and i cried like a bitch every single uh, every every episode okay um it's deep deep stuff um uh so i i really enjoyed it and i highly recommend it um, and the, the the show that uh, started Friday on Sci-Fi, and Helsing um, had an interesting start. I think I'm going to give it a whirl. Um, it's a it's a uh, post vampire apocalypse. God damn it show um, and it, it, vampire. The
2: it
0: ha- yeah, post-apocalyptic post
2: vampire apocalypse or post-apocalyptic vampire.
0: So like okay, I don't know like, this. I okay, so I don't really understand it completely. Like uh, a volcano in Yellowstone erupted, like big, huge, and it covered the earth, and a- I don't know. And vampires rose. I don't get it. So there's there's like smart vampires, like the ones in, um, uh, the Twilight? what's that one movie series? No, not Twilight. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Um, what's the movie series with that chick? Uh, the vampires and the werewolf. Movies. Oh, whatever. Oh, uh, oh
1: no, uh, Underworld.
0: Underworld. So they've got the smart vampires, um, and then the then they've got like uh, mindless zombie-like vampires, like the new the new vampires. So I don't understand like what the difference is. And shows. Can we stop with having vampires hiss to indicate Urgh. that they're vampires? Like, dude, we get it. They growl. They hiss. Like, find a new a new thing. Um, but Van Helsing is Vanessa Helsing, uh, and apparently like her blood can cure vampires and she is part vampire herself. I don't know. I kind um, of then
1: want a crossover with Winona Earp. Like, I feel like the way you're premising this, I'm like, oh no, those two should hang out probably.
0: Yeah. Except Van Helsing doesn't seem to have any humor in it, which is my one red flag. Um, it, it, it feels a little bit visually like 12 Monkeys. It 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 has a good aesthetic, so I'm not. What what network? Sci-fi.
1: Okay, okay, so that that does make me want to try it because sci-fi has been doing me solids lately. Yeah,
0: they've been doing me. They've been doing us solids. Um, So it, it looks good. It doesn't look cheap. The the vampires feel kind of stupid and cheap because nobody does vampires. What's what's their vamp like, makeup
1: like? Is it are we talking like bumpy foreheads like Buffy? Are we talking like fangs that shoot out like erections on True Blood? Like what are No, we,
0: just like just like kind of veiny, um, pale veiny. Uh, I don't really, I can't remember the fangs, like but they with they, the they look they look a little sickly. Um, to be honest, you know, like they could they could do with a sandwich or two. Mm. Um. Uh, uh, so that's good. Uh, like I said, red flag is no, no indication that there's any humor involved. Um, so, uh, and then the one thing that I have the biggest lady boner for, and I'm, I'm, you know, touching myself inappropriately about in one week, Westworld is on HBO. Oh my God. Everyone is raving about it. Who has seen it? All the critics are just like, this is the new big thing. So, oh my God. I wonder if all the game
1: of Thrones people are like, right. We're, we've got we've got another season. Uh,
0: who cares? Westworld oh. is the new like I, we won't see a new season of Game of Thrones until no. summer of next year. For so sake. these violent delights have violent ends, and I am so fucking all in on Westworld. I Road. mean, yeah, sci-fi western,
1: update uh, Like you know, yeah, and,
0: andro- androids rebelling, going wrong. So dude. shocking, but right. Like
1: at this point, like we really should just. Like
0: Sir, I mean, huh? Sir Anthony Hopkins.
1: Enough I mean, said. right? Like, how do they call him up? They're like, "Hey, Tony. Hey, hey. Listen. Hey. How would you have like you to be seen that? Like, have mastermind? you seen his
0: movie? Have you seen his movie choices in the last ten years? Like, he's just calling showing up to
1: laugh. <laughs> he's probably yeah. He's
0: getting a check, but no. I mean. Every every critic I respect is just like we've seen the first four episodes. This is the next big thing, thing on TV. So I'm I cannot wait. It's next
1: next Sunday, right?
0: Next Sunday, October second. So guys, re up your HBO because I know you
1: can't. Ask I, someone else's. Ask for your parents' password. Whatever it takes. I mean, no, uh, don't do that.
0: How dare you advocate <laughs> such a thing? We only like legally obtained. That's legal uh, things here. So thanks, everybody, for listening, um, and uh, join us next time. May we geek again? Wait, what are we, we going to watch? Episodes, what are we, 9 through? Oh, nine, 9 through
1: 12. Sorry, I did This isn't job.
0: rocket science, everybody. It's four, four episodes. <laughs> next four. Ep- four. Four is in the easy, number guys. four. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Why do you always have to make it difficult, Joe?